Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church of St. Paul, located in Roseville, Minnesota. We are a congregation of Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, a congregation that is united in Christ for the sake of the world. Join us for worship in person or via our live stream Sundays at 11 a.m. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text this morning comes from Luke 21, 5 through 19, and you can follow along in your bulletin. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, as for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another, all will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will, be, there will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all of this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. And, they will be brought, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all men, by all because of my name but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. As the saying goes, we live in interesting times. We live in a time when nothing, it seems, seems stable. Our domestic politics are filled with drama and disruption. Inflation, at least if you're younger than 60 or so, is something that very few of us remember. And if we remember it, we were too young to really care. But now it is back with a vengeance, and there is fear that a recession is just around the corner. And if we look beyond our shores, we see troubling signs. We worry about the ongoing war in Ukraine, and while we are thankful as we've seen the 
most recent images of the liberation of the city of Kherson. We are also fearful of what Russian President Vladimir Putin could do, especially if he feels cornered. There are fears that he could use a tactical nuclear weapon, and that would break the nuclear taboo that has held for over 80 years. And then we see China, a rising power that is looking to dominate the world. I have seen actually two documentaries by Australian journalists on YouTube recently, and it's talking a lot about the worry of what could happen in the very near future of China invading Taiwan. And as we know that the history behind that is that China sees Taiwan as a renegade province, part of the People's Republic of China. There is a war game that was put out by American politicians and also other leaders in the military structure here in the United States of seeing what could happen if a war broke out in um, the Indo-Pacific. It had China not only invading Taiwan, but it would also make preemptive strikes, striking at American naval installations, both in Japan and in Guam. It was an unsettling situation to hear that. We see all of these things happening in our culture. And you wonder, like many people, What's going on? And you may even wonder, is this the end times? This is not unusual. And passages like this, where Jesus is talking about signs and about things in the world, support this suspicion that, well, Maybe these are the end times. Maybe Jesus is coming soon. As a child growing up in the 70s and the 80s, I grew up with people who would always wonder and looking at the situation in the world, especially at that time, the Cold War, and wondering, was Jesus coming back? Were these the last days? I can remember as a kid watching and hearing a movie that had come out. Um, it came out in the early 70s. I watched it later called The Thief in the Night. It was a movie um, well known, especially in evangelical circles. And actually it was a series of movies that talked about the rapture. Um, I always found it funny as I got older because the uh, producer and director of this movie uh, was from um, and grew up in and around Des Moines, Iowa. And the movie itself was shot in that area. You almost had to have a chuckle that this is not the place where you would think of the apocalypse taking place. There are many places, but not Des Moines, Iowa. As I got older, though, it was easier for me to dismiss these concerns. I could do that because, of course, I went to school, I went to seminary, 
And I know that this passage was actually written probably decades after Jesus was around and probably after Jesus even said these things. And I could know that this took place either in or around the time of Rome, the Roman Empire coming into Jerusalem, destroying Jerusalem, but more importantly, destroying the second temple. And so you could understand that this passage was written then to a very young and nascent church that needed a word of hope in a very dire time. But the thing is, while I still don't think that this necessarily relates to our time, it's hard to dismiss that these concerns. Dismissing it is, as the saying go, not reading the room. And the times, because the times that we live in are challenging, especially in the wake of January 6th and the storming of the U.S. Capitol. And when we see these disturbing events that are happening in our world, that thought about Jesus coming, I think, is, is longing. It's a longing and a desire for God to come and to act in our world in some way. When Jesus talks about wars, and as I remember the old King James would say, wars and rumors of wars, and those concerns scare us. Some desire for God to take us out of the world. That's why we have people talking and believing in the belief in the rapture. But there is another way of seeing this and seeing how God acts in the world. As he and the disciples are walking around Jerusalem, they're looking at the second temple. It's a grand edifice that was built by Herod um, to replace a temple that had been destroyed earlier. And they are amazed, but then he comes and tells them that this edifice is going to come crashing down. And of course, he was right. As I said earlier, in 70 AD, the Roman army comes into Jerusalem and levels the city, including the second temple. His prediction, of course, shocked the disciples. And of course, like any human, they want to know when this is going to happen. And so Jesus answered them by not answering their question. He tells them to be on guard, not to fall for people who claim to follow Jesus, but also to discern the, and who try to discern the time for their own ends. And he talks about the fact that there won't be just wars happening. That's scary enough, but that there will be earthquakes, there'll be famine, there'll be other things that will be happening. Now, it might seem when he's talking about this, and we, again, we look at the newspaper, well, he must be talking about our time. But these events are not only common to our time. 
If we were sitting here in a church in the 1300s in Europe, it might have been dealing with the bubonic plague. If we were sitting in a church in London in 1940, we would have seen bombs dropping down as, Germ as, as Germany tries to take out the United Kingdom, the last basically bulwark against Nazi aggression. In either case, this text would feel very familiar. We might think that Jesus is referring to a specific time, but Jesus seemed to be saying that these trials, the wars, the things that happen, and the things that can happen to believers are the way of the world. There will be good times, but there will also be times that are challenging for believers. And when we face those times, Jesus says that there are two things to think about. The first is that Jesus, that God will give us the words to speak, especially when we are challenged. We don't have to think about how are we going to respond because God's got this. We just need to trust in God to lead us. And the second thing is to testify. It is to talk about how God is working in our lives. And that is something that is needed. It was needed when the church was challenged to testify, to speak of God, even when people didn't want to hear of God. And this is a word that needs to be spoken now to the, in the church. That we, in our challenging time, are called to testify to the goodness and justice of God. The passage for today is that it tells us that in a world that seems out of control, God is there. We long to see God put the world to rights. And the fact is, God is doing that. And we can testify to that fact. In the times that we face, we are called to be faithful, to put our trust in God, and to not listen to the siren voices that are trying to fill in and take over for the place of God. I want to close by sharing this story. It's, I've actually shared this in a sermon a few years ago. It's about five years ago. And it made sense to share it here. The fall of the Berlin Wall. Really, actually, it took place on November 9th of 1989, but the seeds of that event happened two months earlier. You have to go back to Monday, September 4th, 1989. And there were a number of folks who were gathered at Nikolai Kirka, or St. Nicholas Church, in the city of Leipzig which was in then East Germany. Now, throughout the 1980s, 
this Lutheran congregation had held weekly prayer services. It was a place where people could come, they would gather, they might talk about the communist regime, and then they would pray. On this Monday, September 4th, this prayer gathering led to a mass protest. People prayed, and then they went into the streets to protest, to demand, the, um, and protest to the government demanding for more rights, such as the right to travel abroad and the right to hold democratic elections. Going to church in East Germany in the 1980s was a risky endeavor. These were in the days of the dreaded Stasi, the East German security police that regularly spied on the citizenry. And sometimes you never knew who was a spy because they were able to infiltrate and co-opt German citizens to spy on each other. Those demonstrations that arose from weekly prayer had an effect. Other demonstrations started to happen. It spread to other East German cities. And in, back in Leipzig, those, the numbers who were protesting grew and grew and grew. By October 9th, a month later, it was 70,000 people that were protesting. And this was in a city of half a million people. A week later, the, those numbers nearly doubled to 120,000. And by late October, the longtime German, East German leader and autocrat, Eric Honecker, resigned. But still, the numbers grew. And this pressure led then to the fall of the Berlin Wall. And by March 1990, the protests ended because they had accomplished what they needed to accomplish. The, dem the demonstrations resulted in democratic elections in the spring of 1990. And then finally, in October of that year, reunification with West Germany. And all of that started in a Lutheran church in an East German city, doing nothing more special than holding a prayer service. But that was all it took to bring down a totalitarian regime and ultimately the entire Iron Curtain. We have no idea when Jesus will return. No one knows. Only Jesus knows. This passage gives us no clue. What it does tell us is that we live in challenging times. The question that this text speaks to us, for those of us who claim that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, is to say, how will we live? We can trust that God will give us the words to stand against those who seek to diminish life and to diminish God's world. We can testify by living out our faith 
individually, but also even more so corporately, as this community of faith, as we can show the world a different way of being and remind them of whose world this is. God has got us. We do not have to fear. God has us today and in the last days and forevermore. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope this week's sermon was nourishment for your soul. If you would like to listen to past sermons, watch past worship services, leave a prayer request, or get directions to our worship location, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. May God be with you on your daily journey.